Good morning, churches. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar, and I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, we recognize miracles, and we celebrate those miracles together. Amen. Um, I do have one announcement. This Saturday on the uh, 14th of November, uh, Stratford is hosting an outdoor Christian concert. It'll be behind the Salisbury Church at the Pavilion. The hours are from uh, 2 o'clock to 4.30. And they wanted me to let you know there'll be beverages and light snacks. So um, they're, they're hoping to accept canned goods that they can hand out to the needy in our area. Um, perfect timing for Thanksgiving coming up. And just to let you know, all CDC guidelines will be adhered to at this event. So if you can make it and support it, thank you. This morning's memory verse comes from Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. This morning's opening prayer is a Veterans Day prayer by Joanna Fuchs, and it's titled, Bless Them Abundantly. Let us pray. Dear Lord, today we honor our veterans, worthy men and women who gave their best when they were called upon to serve and protect their country. We pray that you will bless them, Lord, for their unselfish service in their struggle to preserve our freedoms, our safety, and our country's heritage for all of us. Bless them abundantly for the hardships they faced and continue to face, for the sacrifices they made and continue to make. We respect them, we thank them, we honor them, we are proud of them, and we pray that you will watch over these special people and bless them and their families with peace and happiness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Join me with this morning's call to worship. You have changed our sadness into a joyful dance. You have taken away our sorrow and surrounded us with joy. We will not be silent. We will sing praises to you. Lord, you are our God. We will give you thanks forever. Amen. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, and Matthew 8, 5 through 11. We begin with 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We turn to Matthew 8, 5 through 11. <clears throat> when he, Jesus, entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible distress. And he said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. 
but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, and no one in Israel have I found such faith. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We move to joys and concerns, and we know that there are many. <clears throat> so as I'm praying this morning, once again, just yell them out, scream them out, get them off your heart. Um, confess to the Lord whatever you feel the Spirit leads you. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you today with thankfulness. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your creation. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for our friends and our families. Father God, even in the midst of the chaos that's going on in the world with the pandemic and the election and the unrest and the violence, Father God, you warned us of all this, so we should not be surprised. But what we are thankful for, what we are thankful for, Lord, is that you promised to never leave us or forsake us. So we thank you that you are with us right now in this moment. We lift up those people um, that are on our hearts and in our minds, Father God, those people that you already knew about before we even spoke them. We lift them into your care. We trust you. We know you hear our prayers. We don't always understand your plans, but we certainly always trust them. You are an amazing God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning's message is titled, With Praise and Thanksgiving. With Praise and Thanksgiving. Last week, we added another weapon to our arsenal when the world pushes against us. We agreed that no matter what the circumstances looked like in the flesh, whether it was anxiety or fear, confusion, or even this election, we could declare and would declare it is well with my soul. It is well with our souls because God is in control. He was in control on November 3rd, and he was and is still in control after November 3rd. We can face the trials and tribulations in this life because we don't live for this world. We live for that promise of salvation in God's kingdom. <clears throat> Excuse me. I pray you are able to declare it was well with your soul throughout this week and you continue in the upcoming weeks. Today, we begin to celebrate a month of Thanksgiving. Yes, a month of Thanksgiving. Even with the COVID-19 restrictions, we have plenty to be thankful for. If you're listening to this at home or hearing it in person, be thankful that you are able to hear it. Be happy the Lord gave you another day to be with friends and family. But of course, we must first begin with thankfulness for our Father God. We read of his work with awe in Psalm 8, 3 through 9. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep 
and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I just love how the Psalms describes the power and majesty of our Father, our Creator. Psalm 95, 4 through 5 reads, In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. And again in Psalm 104, 24 through 25. Oh, Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there. Living things, both small and great. His works are perfect, brothers and sisters, even if we aren't through our free will. But he foreknew that as well and sent his son to redeem us, to offer his life as a sacrifice. I think the first Bible verse that children are taught is John 3.16. Remember what it says? I'll give you a minute. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. So we are also thankful today for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who showed his love for us in his obedience to the Father by giving his life so that those who accept him as Lord and Savior may live. John 15, 13 best describes that death of love. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friend. We are thankful Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, his friends. And what a perfect segue to this week's celebration of our nation's heroes. Veterans Day is Wednesday. It is a day to thank veterans and bless them for their service and sacrifices while defending our country. A day to honor those living as well as remember and cherish the memories of those who are no longer with us. It is set aside as a day of remembrance for all veterans. And we know that soldiers or veterans have always played a key role in the Bible. The early Jewish leaders were mostly soldiers. King David was a mighty warrior. And it was a centurion who proclaimed Jesus was the Son of God at his crucifixion. In Acts chapter 10, 1 through 2, we read the account of Cornelius another centurion. In Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. This was no ordinary Gentile, brothers and sisters. Cornelius was chosen by God to help introduce the good news to all the Gentiles. Here the interaction between Cornelius and the angel, continuing with verse 3. One afternoon, at about 3 o'clock, he had a vision in which he clearly saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. 
He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who was called Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks of those who served him. And after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa. God didn't just pick any Gentile. He picked a devout Gentile that worshipped the God of the Jews. A Gentile that loved God. A Gentile that prayed often and gave to the poor. A Gentile who just happened to be a centurion. A centurion who was disciplined in his profession, his personal life, and his spiritual life. Who better to introduce the good news to a nation that was despised by the Jews? Two of the men that were sent to invite Peter to the Cornelius household were slaves. But here the respect they conveyed as they asked Peter to come. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who was well-spoken by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel for to send to you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. We see that Cornelius was well-respected in the Jewish community. His reputation helped open the door between the Jews and the Gentiles. Perhaps it is a lesson for all of us, an example of how to conduct ourselves as Christians, no matter what neighborhood we come from or what neighborhood we're going to. Ephesians 2.10 reminds us, we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. We are to represent the love of Jesus and treat people accordingly. Today gives us a chance to be a blessing to some of our nation's heroes right here in our community. In 1919, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed November 11th as Armistice Day to commemorate the end of World War I. The end of the war happened at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. So that's why November 11 was chosen. Congress changed the name to Veterans Day in 1954. Veterans Day, a legal holiday in the U.S., honors all who have served in the nation's armed forces, whether they are living or dead. For those of you who are veterans listening to this, at this point I'm asking the congregation um, any veteran in the congregation to stand up. So if you're listening this from home, um, you know what? If you're able to, even at home, stand up or, or raise your hand. I'd like to take this opportunity to once again quote the words of Levi Newman as he paid tribute to our nation's heroes. Hear his words. Today we observe Veterans Day a day set aside to honor our veterans and to show appreciation for the courage and patriotism of all the men and women who have served in the military. From the fields and forests of war-torn Europe to the jungles of Southeast Asia, 
from the deserts of Iraq to the mountains of Afghanistan. Brave patriots have protection, protected our nation's ideals, rescued millions from tyranny, and helped spread freedom around the globe. America's veterans answered the call when asked to protect our nation from some of the most brutal oppression the world has ever known. Military service demands a special kind of sacrifice. The places where you are sent to live and serve bring risk every day. From the time you put on that uniform for the first time, the interests of the nation move to the forefront and define your life. Those duties are ultimately shared by family members who make many sacrifices of their own, sometimes bearing the burden of losing a loved one. Service brings reward as well. There is the pride in developing one's own character, serving a cause far greater than self-interest. Every man and woman who wears America's uniform is part of a long, unbroken line of achievement and honor. No single military power in history has done greater good, shown greater courage, liberated more people, or upheld higher standards of decency and valor than the armed forces of the United States of America. That is a legacy to be proud of, and those who contributed to it must never be taken for granted. To honor our veterans, we must keep the promises we have made to them. We must care for those who have been injured in the service of our country. We must honor and remember those who have died. And we must remember those whose fate is still undetermined. We fly the prisoner of war flag on Veterans Day for a reason, to show that this nation will not relent until we have accounted for every last one of our missing Americans. We thank you for your service. We thank you for all that you have sacrificed for this great nation. Thank you for being the backbone of America. Happy Veterans Day. And now hear the words of our Lord. Well done, good and faithful servants. Thank you, veterans. Please be seated or lower your arm if you raise your arm at home. Those of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior has something in common with these veterans. We are all soldiers in God's army, soldiers of the cross. You've heard me say this over and over. As Christians, we have chosen a side. We've declared a leader, and that leader is Jesus Christ. Now, I'd like to continue today's service by honoring some unspoken heroes. Our nation doesn't have a day set aside for them, but every veteran will tell you they played a crucial part in their service to our country. I'd like to recognize the spouses of our veterans. If you are or were the spouse of a veteran, would you please stand if you are able or raise your hand? These are the people behind the scenes that supported, encouraged, and gave our veterans a reason to come home. The ones who, like doctors, sometimes had to heal the wounds of their spouses and children, some visible, some invisible. The ones who sometimes gave up their own careers to support the career of their spouse as he or she moved around the country and the world. The ones who accepted the dual role of mother and father as their spouse was separated from them, sometimes for years at a time. The ones who kept the family together together 
even when they were apart. These heroes bandaged knees, made trips to the hospital, attended school conferences, fed the children, cleaned the house. The list is unending. Please help me honor those spouses that deserve recognition, but never ask for it. Thank you. If you are the parent of a veteran, please stand up or raise your hand. If you're the grandparent of a veteran, please stand up or raise your hand. If you're related to a veteran in any way, please stand up or raise your hand. And finally, if you're friends with a veteran, please stand up or raise your hand. Look at our community, brothers and sisters. Look how many lives intersect with our military men and women. We are all thankful and eternally grateful for you, our veterans and your families. May God continue to give you a special blessing for your sacrifices. And now may we pray together as brothers and sisters in God's army as we pray the prayer the Lord taught his disciples. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As Christ gave up selfish ambition and conceit for human beings, may we offer our best for brothers and sisters who are in need today. At this time, we would accept the offering, so I thank you all for your, for your obedience um, and giving your tithes and offerings. Let us pray. We empty our pockets, trusting you, O God. We empty our selfish ambitions, believing that the common good is of greater concern. We give because you have richly blessed us. We present ourselves in your service because you gifted us in so many ways. We reach out helping hands because we care about all those you have called us to love. May every tongue confessing Christ as Savior share in that mind which so powerfully demonstrates your love. Amen. Go forth to serve in the spirit of Christ. Dare to question false values that hold us captive. Seek the mind of Christ in all things. Put aside selfish ambition and conceit. In humility, view each person as precious to God. Remember always that God is at work with you. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until we meet again, may God bless each and every one of you, brothers and sisters. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless.